Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. All right, everybody, welcome to When I Was On My Mission, and I am very excited. I have my brother-in-law, Kevin Bowen, with us today. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. Um, And Kevin has a great story. I have to admit, I've heard it before, but uh, it is fantastic. And Kevin, before we get into it, I just want to ask you a couple questions first. Okay. So where did you serve your mission? So that's its own weird little story. I got... I got called to go to Samara, Russia, which borders between Kazakhstan and one of those other stands down there. So that was about four months before I left and then got all ready to go. And the night before I left, I got a call saying there's a war going on in Russia. You're not going there anymore. Uh, So you're going stateside, go to the training center and just wait. We'll tell you we're going to go later on. They said go to the MTC and they didn't say anything. Yeah. So I got, I got called to Roseville, California during the MTC in Spanish speaking. So a little bit different than I was expecting and that kinda kinda shook me a little bit, but it ended up being great. Okay. Awesome. Were you were you bummed when your mission call got switched or? I was so bummed. <laughs> you were yeah. I was I think it was the second time I cried since I was like nine oh, or ten man. years old. Oh, I was just destroyed. But it ended up being it worked out. I probably would have died in Russia anyway. <laughs> probably, probably true. Probably. Probably hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the big thing for me that I ended up just absolutely loving is learning Spanish and being able to interact with, you know, not just people from Mexico, but Central South America. We we kind of taught everybody. We got food from, you know, 20 different countries. It was so good. And just the people, the people were really awesome. And then, I mean, it's nice, too, that you get that experience, but then you can go to just Walmart, English-speaking, go order a Big Mac or whatever. So you're not you're not so into it that, you know, you're you're getting desperate and you don't know how to say anything. You can't order food, any of that stuff. So, I mean, it ended up being awesome, just kind of a best of both worlds thing for me. Perfect. Well, Kevin, why don't we just get right into it? Um, Can you tell us your story? As a missionary, you get a day every month or every week that you get to go and do just you stuff. So it'd be on a Monday for us. And that's when you go to the grocery store and go do emails and kind of do the non-traditional missionary stuff that needs to get done. And a lot of people would go just get together and play basketball or go, you know, on hikes or whatever. So one day, this was towards the end of my mission. We decided we'd go on a hike up at this canyon that was close to where we lived. So we drove up there. We were kind of hiking around at the top and we were like, man, I think we should go down and just like hike at the bottom of the canyon through, you know, next to the river. So we get down there and we're walking around a little bit. And I think we like sit down just on the dirt and kind of take our shoes off and we're just hanging out, just resting. And we hear just help, help, help. And we look and there's a lady just being washed down the river. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so the river, the American River is like, I'd say it was probably 80 feet wide. I mean, it's, it's pretty serious wide. River, yeah. And it's like serious currents. So up the river a little ways is where people would inner tube just for fun. 
but then there's a place you get off before it gets really choppy and turns into rapids. So I guess this lady had gone just up rafting down the river on the little inner tube or something. And as she's getting washed down, she's screaming help. And we're like, oh my gosh, we got <laughs> we got to do something. But one of the rules that you're taught really strictly as a missionary is you can't swim. So I grew up as a swimmer. I coached swimming and I was a lifeguard, like swimming my whole life. And so this was almost two years in my mission and I hadn't touched the water, you know, haven't swum, swim at all. And so we asked her one more time, like, do you need help? And she's floundering, her head's going up and down oh under the water. Gosh. So I just dove in and swam out to her and the current was just crazy. Were and, you in all your clothes? Yeah, yeah. So just, like shirt? No, just, I, just like I, I whipped my shirt off and just dove in. You took your shirt off, yeah. so you had shorts on? and or? Shorts on, I think socks off. Socks off, okay. Yeah, I was probably just in just normal Got it. shorts. So you're in normal clothes, not missionary clothes. No, this yeah, is that's, yeah. That's very fortunate. Yeah, that would <laughs> that would have made it even harder. But so anyway, to to rescue swim somebody to the side, you have to kind of turn them around and get your hooks under their armpits and kick over to the side of the river. And usually, when somebody's drowning, they'll try to just grab you know grab you as fast as they can. And a lot of times, they kind of pull you under. And so she grabbed me, and I was able to kind of turn her around, and get her on her back, and start rescue swimming her to the side and fighting against the current without swimming for two years. It took me, I think we got like half a mile down the river by the time I got her wow. to the side. And so I'm dying. Like that was all I had. And she's there and she just, just wheezing and she's like not totally with it. There's some questions like she couldn't answer and she was just catching her breath. They'll get her to the side and I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? And she just kind of just quietly says, my kids. It's like, no. And look up, and there's three little kids coming down the river. So I guess they were with her. They all kind of capsized. I think they were four, seven, and like ten years old. Oh so just gosh. little kids. And the four-year-old was the only one that was like up on the the raft that hadn't gotten tipped over or whatever. So still, one was still on the raft and two were in the raft. And the other two were struggling to like hold on to the side and keep oh, themselves okay. up. So they were also like about drowning. And so I, I, I yelled over. There were some people actually like up on the rock. I was like, can you get in? Like, can you get the kids? And they're just like, no. So <laughs> they just turned you down. They, they just said no. Like, I don't, and that, you know, yeah. who knows? Maybe they're not strong swimmers. Yeah. Maybe, who, I, you know. It's easy to say, like, oh, I definitely would have jumped in and done it, but yeah. who knows what was going on. So dove back in, got the kids. It was what, did, what did you do? Did you get them on the raft? or like? How did so you... I was able to rescue swim the big one and then go back in and pull the raft on the two. So it took three trips. Oh, my God. And by the end, it was over a mile down the river, and we finally got them all to the side, and they're crying, and they're like, where's Mommy? Because, like, in their eyes, Mommy had flipped over and she was gone. Like, they didn't see where she went. They thought that their mom was dead. <laughs> so I was like, no, like, mommy's okay. Let's go. Come on, let's go hike back. So I hiked all the way back, and everybody's hugging. Everybody's happy. And it ended up being just a really happy, wholesome story. And we kind of explained what we what we did. And, you know, she was, she was an English-speaking person, so she wasn't in my, like, domain of my mission of somebody that I could, like, go and teach usually. But you know she's like i'm kind of interested in what you do after we explained it and we sent some people over and it ended up being really cool i mean it was one of the highlights of my mission i'd say and we were i mean we weren't nervous because 
we have like our, our boss, like our mission president that kind of, you know, helps, helps the missionaries and make sure they're following the rules. And we just broke in like one of the, the big rules, like a do not swim yeah. in the water, which is just like a liability thing. You know, they don't want people drowning, but the missionaries or the president was perfectly cool with it, obviously. And yeah, so that was, that was a good end of my mission. And I wrote some, some newspaper stories about it oh, and it was wow. just kind of, it was cool. That's awesome. So what, what happened to the other three missionaries while you were there? Were they, were they kind of running down the bank? Or yep. They were running and it was it was one of those riversides that's just kind of big rocks. You kind of got to go up and down and kind of climb. So I lost them. We were going faster than them, but they eventually caught up to once we were all out and kind of hiking back, we all caught up and they helped the kids walk over. So, wow. Yeah. That is so wild. Was there any, you know, ambulance or anything like that? Or were they just feeling okay? No, I mean, we got them out and we made sure everybody was fine. Everybody was with it and you know, they were tired and it was just a close call. They, they didn't actually drown where they needed CPR or anything like that, which, thank goodness, that would have been much worse. Oh, that's amazing. Cra- mm-hmm. Crazy story to wrap, wrap your mission up with. And one last question for you. Sure. What, was it worth it? Was your mission worth it? It absolutely was worth it. And, I mean, a lot of the time you just hear about the awesome stuff, but it, it is so hard. I mean, you can imagine as a 19-year-old kid, that you know you're not you're not going to see your friends or your family or your girlfriends or whatever here's some really strict rules you have to follow and you have to go a lot of times inconvenience people which is hard you know a lot of the time that people don't want to open the door and see missionaries there so it's i mean just as a 19 20 year old it, it was one of the hardest things i'd done but i mean i think through all of that you grow more than you ever would you know just staying at home and getting right into school and doing all of that so yeah absolutely worth it for me awesome well kevin thanks for telling the story that uh, that's amazing and a great way to end your mission thank you yeah thank you brian i hope you enjoyed this episode of when i was on my mission if you or someone you know has a great mission story we would love to hear it please email us at contact on my mission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. Now go on, get yeah.